Welcome back, everybody. I am thrilled to be talking to Zibi Allen. You know her as Bree from Virgin River. All the Facebook groups that I love. Hello, hello, hello. Uh, please welcome to the program, Zibi. Hi, thanks. Hello, <laughs> Uh, listen, uh, two Allens are better than one, and uh, I, it's a rare occurrence. I think it happened only uh, two times on the show, so I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. I love that. I know. Every time I would read your name, I had to like do a double thing because it was confusing me, but I love it. You're right. Two Allens are better than one. Yours is, is far, more, uh, far more interesting, more common, because Allen is the less name is what people are used to. Uh, for me, <laughs> thankfully, you know, it's uh, Vaysburg doesn't sound like a first name, so I don't get people saying which one's your first, but I, I definitely understand if that happens. Well, Zibby for a first name isn't necessarily um, uncomplicated. It's not, it's not an easy one for people to wrap their minds around. And, and you did tell people what the, what the you know, your birth name was. Uh, if, if anybody doesn't know, your birth name is... Elizabeth. It's short for Elizabeth. And then when I say that, people are like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. You know. <laughs> Does it really? It doesn't because Lizzie would be uh, kind of the, the more conventional uh, nickname in that regard. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You could do a lot with Elizabeth. There's Beth, Lizzie, mm -hmm. Libby, you know, all the things except Zibby until now. Hey, uniqueness is great. I named my daughter, uh, uh, we named our daughter, excuse me, uh, to my wife who's watching this. Uh, we named her Annette, uh, A-N-E-T-T -T, with a different spelling. And uh, before as she started school and kids were trying to figure out what that name was and how to spell it, they had issues with it. And uh, Annette at that point said, why do I have a weird name? And then she started appreciating its uniqueness and now she loves it. So hopefully it was the same way for you. And Zibi. Oh yeah, same for me. And by the way, one of my best friends growing up was named Annette. So I'm very fond of that name. I have a very fond association with that name. Thank you. Uh, one of our names, uh, again, everybody who's watching, waiting for me to get to Virgin River, I promise you I will in a second. But, <laughs> no, uh, we're just going to talk about names for the next half hour. Sorry, guys. I think so. And then we'll dive into numerology and then we'll break down the actual letter and number combinations of Zibby versus Elizabeth and how we changed your life forever. We wait, wait. I yeah. want to do that, Alan. Like, that sounds very fun to me. Sounds good. Once once we are once we're wrapped, then we're gonna get into that because I'll just take out a spreadsheet that we've built that has all of those calculations that we'll dive into. Seriously? Yeah, I'm not kidding. I'm, I'm taking up on that. I want to know all of that. That's exciting. And why why do you think I, I changed my name uh, and we chose our daughter and son's name for a specific reason? It's it's because of that. Fortunately, my wife, uh, you know, went along with it uh, a couple of years uh, afterwards. It took a little convincing, but <laughs> that's how it Okay, goes. now I'm going to interview you next, and I, I have so many questions. That's like part two. I'm going to just start an interview channel just to interview you once on this topic. I, I'm ready anytime you are, and then we can add all sorts of herbs to it, which I heard you talk herbs. I immediately went to my, uh, you know, herbal closet, took out some of my stuff. You know, uh, Dr. Schultz is one of my favorites. I am not sponsored by Dr. Schultz. This is just uh, me sharing. So anyway. Uh, Wait, that excites me. Okay. Like you're, you're sending me in all these directions. I know we're here for Virgin River. Like I now want to just engage on numerology, letters, herbs. Okay. We'll do, we'll save the witchcraft for later. And we'll do, as a matter of fact, and, and I showed this to you, but everybody, 
here's the list of questions that we're going to get into, not all of them. And there is a specific section for Virgin River questions. We'll get to those first. And then Zibi and I can talk about other stuff that you may or may not want to listen to. Perfect. So, anyway, getting to, to Virgin River. Uh, and I have to thank Linda Boyd. Linda, thank you again if you're watching this. If it weren't for you, I would not have watched Virgin River. Uh, I had an interview set with Linda Boyd. Uh, to prep for the interview, I watched the uh, first uh, episode of Virgin River, and then I couldn't stop. And then my wife got hooked, and everything went uh, that way. So, Linda, thank you, thank you. Thank you. We love Linda. Um, She's incredible. Yeah. So uh, three seasons uh, so far. Here's keeping our fingers crossed that there's going to be a fourth. Um, yes. Yes. And uh, in terms of uh, season three, right, when kind of season one was awesome, season two, you know, started uh, building a few more uh, uh, things that we thought uh, are going to uh, come in three. And then in three, you appear. Uh, and by you, we're talking about every, uh, the character, of course. Uh, I know some fans have a problem with, you know, you, Zibi versus Brie, and then they keep uh, talking of, you know, as if you are the character. We'll get into that in a minute. But Brie appeared, and to me, it added so much more color and interest to uh, a series that I already enjoyed because I did not, you know, I didn't hate, uh, let's say, hate is a very strong word, but I didn't hate Brady's character. I just didn't like him. And then all yeah. of a sudden, that was transformed, and you were the catalyst for that. So how did three come about for you? Uh, you know, in a pretty, like, standard actor story way, the audition came, you know, shut up in my inbox. And uh, at that point, um, I think my husband and I strangely had just started watching Virgin River because it kept showing up on our, you know, yeah. our, like, what to watch feed. Um, and so it was a funny little coincidence, just the timing of that. And then um, I, it was in the height of the pandemic. So I taped myself from home uh, because no one was having in-person auditions. And it was a really hefty um, audition. It was like six scenes um, because clearly they needed to know wow. that I was capable. Uh, filmed it, sent it off into the ether without any sense of what would happen after that. And then it wasn't until I think like six weeks later and you know six weeks is like 13 years to an actor it's like you just forget about it I had gone on and auditioned for other things and then all of a sudden I got a call from my agent saying you're the new series regular on Virgin River congrats and I was like what <laughs> no callbacks no uh, no uh, other processes, no chemistry reads, nothing. No, nothing, which is, as you know, very rare in our industry for something, for a job of that size. But um, I really connected with the material. I was proud of my audition. Um, and it was just one of those things where I, I was told later they saw it, they knew it was a fit. I felt it when I was doing it. And even though I've learned to forget about auditions as soon as I do them, there was just always a sense that was like, well, yeah, I mean, this absolutely could go my way, but just because it could doesn't mean it will. And it was just a very happy surprise to get that call. And yeah, no callback, no chemistry read. <laughs> that's six weeks. That's that's a lot. Yeah, I usually again my limited acting experience, but you do the audition. I keep uh, kind of you know here's where you do the audition. You do the self tapes. Right? Yeah. So, you do the audition, then you take the sides, the breakdowns, 
uh, you, I leave them on that table. Uh, they stay there for about a week. If I hear nothing, they go right into the recycle folder. That's uh, right. Six weeks, wow. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's cool. Now, was, uh, I have to ask this question. I know you get asked that all the time because people love your dancing, but was dancing one of the six scenes that you had to uh, take uh for? Alan, no, it was not. And thank goodness, because I don't know if I would have gotten the audition if I if that was a component of it. I mean, gotten gotten the job if that was a component yeah. of the auditions. When I saw that in the script originally, I've said this before, but um, I wanted to die. I was like, how am I going to do this? It actually was one of those moments where I first read it and I thought, and I'm done. I think I'm in the wrong profession. I can't do this. Just never mind. Uh, I was quite nervous about it. We ended up having a blast. But even when we did it, I thought, okay, good. It's out the way. And when it comes out, hopefully it'll just be like one of those scenes that they just like sort of skip over. No one notices it. And of course that scene's been yeah. played and played and played online. People have done so many mashups of it. Uh, <laughs> so it's awesome. Uh, it was great. It is what it is. People, people love it and uh, just take it for what the, <laughs> the reception that it got. It was. It's not, I mean, it's nice that people liked it. I just am like totally shocked by, by that. It's good. It's it's a better reaction than the uh, than the opposite, of course. Correct. Um, Which I was anticipating. So yeah, I'll take it. And then uh, you mentioned your husband. I I do have a question because again, as an actor, I haven't had to have this conversation with my wife. And judging by the types of roles that I'm getting, I don't think I'll ever have to. Which I'm okay with. But uh, <laughs> what what was the conversation or was there a conversation with your husband after you looked at the breakdown you know what you have to do in the in the uh upcoming um, scenes let's put them that way was there a conversation or it was like hey it's chat i mean it's a great question i'm really lucky to have such a supportive partner and we're so solid in our relationship that for whatever very fortunate reason um including i think the fact that we're so solid and he's so solid in himself that he he doesn't love it. He's not super comfortable with it, but he's definitely not threatened by that aspect of my job, which makes, of course, doing my job so much easier, um, you know, because I feel like I have space to, to go there in the scene with, you know, in the spirit of my character without feeling like I'm, you know, do, causing damage at home. And I know that's not always the case for everybody. Right. The conversation probably went like, babe, there's lots of making out in this. And he, and he was, I, you know, in his sweet way. Okay, cool. Well, babe, you're married to me, right? Yeah. You're going to stay married to me, right? Yeah. All right. Go do your thing. Be good. And even when he watched it, yeah. Um, I've said this before, but he pushed pause at one point, like I think after the second makeout, and he's like, I'm only going to say this one time, but you guys have some hot chemistry, but good job. Um, and we laughed, you know, it's not, it, it's definitely not fun for him, but it's not, it is not thrown us overboard. And, and I've had other partners in the past, rightfully, fairly, where that has not been easy for them. It's a, it can be a hard thing to negotiate in a relationship when you've got an artist yeah, uh, I I would imagine so. And then again, I mean, you, uh, Dan Payne, a friend of the show, who's awesome, uh, King Shark on Flash. So you had a chance to be with Dan Payne. Now you have a chance to be with Ben. Ben's awesome. So yeah. it's like uh, it has to be a really solid relationship in order to uh, to not be adversely affected by it. Uh, 
Totally. I'm so lucky for that because even extending beyond the, you know, the physically intimate aspects of, of my career, those requirements, you know, it's long hours. It requires emotional intimacy with other people that you wouldn't otherwise know. Um, and it has to happen fast and to be that available, um, for the work, you know, I mean, I think most people like to keep those yeah. parts of their partner to themselves. And um, my Adam, my husband, has really been so gracious in affording me a great deal of freedom and respect for what I do without making it about the, a threat to our relationship. And I'm so grateful for that. Yeah, that's it's a very, very nice thing to have. Uh, Adam, if you're watching, good. Um, not that <laughs> my approval for anything, but you know, uh, very, very nice. Yeah. Um, I, in watching your interviews and, uh, you know, I had a very pleasant time over the last couple of days watching all of your interviews. I'm um, so sorry for that. <laughs> yeah, I found them, found them wonderful and fascinating. Um, you speak about your heart often and checking in with your heart and, mm. uh, feeling your way through, um, as an artist when you have to do these uh, as as you just mentioned you have to have the intimacy or the emotional connection uh dramatic scenes there is a lot that goes through your heart how do you as an artist versus you as uh, as a person allow that to pass and get back into you the you that mm -hmm. you know the you that you appreciate as opposed to a character mm -hmm. I love that question. I've never been asked that question before. Um, I am a really heart-centered person in general. Um, and in my work, I'm always looking for that connective tissue between who I am and my inner world, my inner emotional world, and who my character is and what their inner emotional world looks like. And I'm trying to find a way in connective tissue always. And that sort of becomes my portal into my character's world and the specifics of their context and circumstances. Um, but I sort of thread myself through to the other side, if you will. Um, so in a sense, there's never any full returning. It's just, I, I've always said like, I look for the ways in which I fully differ from my character and the ways in which we're the same. And the differences feel like trying that flavor or that aspect of self that otherwise lies a little bit dormant on for size, sort of, that's the fun, that's the play of it. I mm -hmm. have this just general philosophy that, that we as individuals have access to all aspects of humanity, whether or not those aspects play a dominant role in our day-to-day -day. you know zibby zibby identity may not you know um carry the same sort of frankly even confidence that brie really tries to lead with but that's in me and if i can trust that's in me then i can sort of tap into it and thread that through over to her and so while it's not really like leaving that all behind and, and returning back to me it's more like all of the characters i play i think kind of tend to grow me up and help me find aspects of myself that actually live in me and I can use them or not use them. So it's kind of this ongoing forever exploration, if that makes sense. I hope I answered that. It does. Uh, and uh, one of the uh, one of the quotes from the interviews that you've done, I love that you said, as an actor, I get a chance to visit parts of myself I wouldn't be able to otherwise. And 
they you you've answered that question that I was going to ask of how how that allowed you to grow or how that allowed you to change as who you are. Yeah. Um, it's great. Like I, I get really emotionally um like attached to characters that I play because I feel I feel them. I'm I'm looking for the way to feel and in, inside of them. Um and uh the best part about playing a role is like that moment where that character makes a decision that I just don't understand, you know, mm -hmm. as Vivi. And then I have to like go exploring and figure out what is that that I don't understand? What is it that my being is having resistance to? And ultimately I sort of find my own blocks and get to remove them in order to go where I need to go. Mm -hmm. So this work of ours, cause I know you're an actor as well, is like, in my opinion, kind of always working on yourself you just always it's like constantly honing self-awareness yeah and as long as you have a good anchor and uh, you're grounded in your understanding of self and you can expand on that then you're okay otherwise people tend to get lost and then it takes yeah. a while to get back to them understandably so. yeah it's a it's a very bizarre strange sort of identity right. dance are there any roles again uh, i'll use this as, as a you know silly example but there have been roles that i was offered uh, that were cultish or very heavy kind of dark energy i'm all on the energy kind of mm -hmm. how does it feel to me so i understand that aspect those roles mm -hmm. i've turned down because i just don't want to swim in those energies are mm -hmm. the roles that you turn down because again your heart center it just doesn't feel right um not yet I've turned down roles for other reasons, but like, you know, just because the, the job didn't appeal to me or um, it didn't feel like a way I needed to be spending my time in that particular. But no, I mean, I um, even though I get scared to visit certain parts, that fear also feels like a call to go see what's there and sort of eradicate the fear by going through it personally. Um, yeah. So not yet, but you know, let's check back in in five years. Let's see. <laughs> and knows? you're always welcome. So uh, let's, uh, let's do that. Um, <laughs> would you consider yourself an introvert or an extrovert? Funny. I think people would think I'm an extrovert because I have a pretty big network of people and um, I love connecting, but I, feel very introverted and the older i get the more introverted i become i require so much alone time and um you know uh yeah solitude is like one of my favorite things um and i need it for a recharge i actually recently not recently a couple years ago heard this term ambivert have you heard of it no what is it so and and i wonder if people relate to this i did so an ambivert is sort of both. It's someone who is good at being out and interactive and um, gets some kind of little charge from being around people, sort of likes likes being, but requires major recharge time alone. Yeah. You should look up ambivert, ambivert. It's really good. And I think a lot of a lot of us probably fit into that category more than ever. Yeah. I think so, uh, especially for me, because people always uh, said that I'm an extrovert, and I, I always look and say, that's not at all. I am an mm -hmm. introverted person. I enjoy being extroverted in the proper environment. Totally. So, you know, give me into a spiritual retreat, uh, you know, uh, celebrate your life conference, 
where everybody is vibrating in a similar energy. I love it. I get charged by that. That's uh, I'm right. all over that. But right. send me to you know Walmart to do shopping. After 30 minutes, I have accumulated so much crap. I need time to get it off of me. Yeah. So it's, it's a it's a very very specific environment. Totally. That's that energy. That's why you're all about energy because you feel it wherever you go, and so you got to be protective of what you absorb, right? So that makes perfect sense. Yep, empath. Uh, I'm sure you know how that. Yeah, is. yeah. Um, most uh, artists, most great artists are. I love that about um, my fellow artists. The, the empathic quality. Isn't it? Again, it's um, you know when when you're on set, there's all sorts of things that you have to do. It's a job, but uh, to me, in the limited experience that I have, I just love interacting with actors. They are, or at least the ones that I have interacted with so far. They're the most open-minded, accepting, self-aware uh, bunch that you can just be with and you don't have to put on shields and uh, really worry about yourself. So I really enjoy that aspect. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The theater, I always say the theaters where I started saved my life because um, it was just uh, made up of people from all walks of life and there was no one size fits all. It was like, it was where all the misfits, you know, I never really fit in in school. And so when I found theater, it's like I found my place because I could just be me. And, um, and uh, anyway, it, it genuinely saved my life. <laughs> but it's because of that. It's like who, who people, that what, what people in the creative arts, actually, I'll just expand it to that um, sort of the way, the lens through which they look at themselves in life just creates a little bit more of a, a yeah, uh, what's the word, just safety. Yeah, mm -hmm. compassion, connectivity. Um, mm -hmm. Just we live in a, such a polarized world that you turn on the news and it's it's all about splitting us into different groups. And um, I actually specifically started watching Hallmark I started watching Hallmark because it puts me into the right space of connectivity and compassion and love. And I need that. Otherwise, I feel very, all the other uh, sorts of emotions that I don't want to feel. By the way, Ben, the first Hallmark uh, uh, thing that I watched right after uh, Virgin River is uh, an incredible you know, uh, series, Signed, Sealed, Delivered. And he is there in the pilot as the guest. And I'm like, hello. <laughs> I was just watching you on season three. So That's awesome. Well, you might be happy to know that I um, I just did a Hallmark movie. Um, and so that's, oh, great. So that's coming out in the fall. They, they changed the name recently. So I think it's now called The Vows We Keep. It's coming out in October. Uh, how much, again, one of my dreams, I already told this to my agent, if my agent is watching Hallmark, Hallmark, Hallmark. Uh, one, of, one of my dreams, you know, I, I kind of define the four different types of roles that I want to play, and Hallmark is is uh, one of the four. Um, how was your experience uh, working with uh, Hallmark? I like, I, I, I've always liked this. This was my second Hallmark movie, and I really enjoy them for a lot of the same reasons. I mean, I've never been on a Hallmark set that doesn't feel good. Like everyone that they know what they're doing and they pull together really great people who are in love with telling those stories. Um, it's so fun and pleasant and feel good. And there's a safety in sort of the equation of every Hallmark, you know, you, you sort of know where it's going, but you can't help but love it. And there have been a ton of studies on um, really Hallmark audiences. 
right? And I learned something recently that a great, a, a huge swath of Hallmark, um, Hallmark's audience are veterans who, and if you think about it, they are one, specifically veterans deal a lot with PTSD. And what's brilliant about Hallmark and the formula of Hallmark and the way they formulate very deliberately their um, movies um, is for people who need to feel good, but in a very contained storyline where there's this knowable beginning, middle and end. Um, in fact, I heard recently, my dad's a huge fan of Hallmark, huge. And, <laughs> um, you know, if you pay attention in Hallmark, there are no, in the background, doors ajar. And there's a reason for that. It's because a door ajar in the background gives this subtle sense that anyone could pop out at any minute. And that's how deliberate they are about taking care of the audience and knowing their audience, which I think is really smart. I mean, Hallmark knows what they're doing. Um, you know, you could love it or hate it, but they're doing something right and they're pulling in an audience space that needs to feel good and have a moment, but not feel out of control. Like Handmaid's Tale leaves me rocked like every time, right? Like I'm just like sweaty palms and nervous and I feel like the state of the world is so scary. It has its own impact, its own effect, but Hallmark knows exactly what it's doing and I have a lot of respect for that. Yeah, and uh, in a way, Virgin River was that for me as well because uh, it goes slower. There, there are, there's plenty of drama, as we all know, but yeah. it, it's a slower, uh, different pace that allows you to really relax. And then when things arise, uh, you feel them, but then you have a way of kind of coming down, and uh, uh, it, it's a it's a different pace that I really enjoyed after watching you know scandal or after watching you know yeah. all those shows which are amazing but yeah. almost literally give me ptsd after watching that for a while yeah yeah it makes perfect sense and i mean you're clearly not alone in that i'm blown away by how popular virgin river is and i think the world um really appreciates the content of virgin river for the same reasons and i always like to understand like what is it about a show that i'm doing or a movie that i've done that works it's like you want to be curious about the audience and i think that you're touching on what a lot of people across the globe especially these days um craves in their content yeah and you're a storyteller you love uh, telling stories in all ways uh, shapes and forms so for you that doesn't surprise me at all <laughs> I do. I love it so much. Yeah. Um, speaking again, getting back to Virgin River, and uh, I did mention, uh, I did mention your, your love of uh, of uh, herbalism. Uh, by the way, I'm also drinking herbal tea. <laughs> so I'm so impressed. And with the inner life is good luck. I mean, it has to be. Uh, again, if if I'm doing something, I really want to. You know, if if somebody is watching, this little thing hopefully will make them smile, and that's uh, the that's the best I can hope for. Alan, um, you really need to be getting a Hallmark movie. This is like, this is your lane. I'm feeling it. It's, it's always been uh, the spiritual teachings and just being in the heart. Uh, it, it what's, it's what gets me back into it because there is so much out there in the world. And, uh, you know, I have a regular job and the job is uh, has its own level of stresses. And I have kids that are growing up and the kids are going through their things. and Give me my homework. I have my time to recharge, and then I'm back. I'm okay. So. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, so back to the herbs for a second. Knowing how much you love it, uh, and you are, you know, going in a Virgin River. It's not 
I mean, we can call it a set, but you're basically in beautiful locations and scenery all the time. Was there any herbs that uh, you kind of uh, between scenes dropped down and said, oh, okay, I can use this one? <laughs> <laughs> right on set. Oh, that's funny. I didn't go foraging for herbs while on location, although that's a really good idea. If we go back, I'm going to be like looking through. Well, I'm learning now a lot about um, mushrooms. There's a really good documentary on uh, Netflix mm -hmm. right now about that. But anyway, so um, I'm liable to see those in the forest more than most herbs. No, I use herbs all the time. I've done a lot of um, my own personal healing through the use of herbs and making my own tinctures and infusions. And I would definitely show up to set with my um, herbal infusion of the week every day. Yeah. It's, it's a great idea and you need it, especially on the set. There's so much happening on the set. Oh, yeah. so much. Yeah, it, it requires a lot to ground. And I don't think people fully get that part um, about being on a set. There's just so many moving parts and at the same, in the middle of all that and in the middle of someone touching your hair and looking at your face and adjusting your thing between every take and landing on this mark and making sure you're cheating toward camera and is the light hitting you right and what are the lines, you also have to sort of find a way to be totally and utterly open to the other person and intimate emotionally or otherwise. Um, so yeah, anything to ground myself, I'm, I use it. <laughs> Indeed. Oh, okay. Beads. What are those? What What are they made of? Uh, uh, what is the name? Now the name oh. escapes me. I think it's amethyst. Cool. Oh, gorgeous. Love the color. So yeah, it's uh, uh all sorts. A whole collection up there uh, <laughs> with with a variety of things. Um, in terms of uh, kind of again, you you love uh, storytelling, and you're in a beautiful series that has a lot of stories. And what I truly enjoy about it is the fact that they tell love stories from all forms, from all ages. And it's a really, really sweet way of looking at life. Uh, is there a particular love story? Obviously, you have your own, or three has your own. Uh, is there a love story that uh, captivated you? I'm pretty captivated by all the love stories. But the first thing that popped in my mind when you asked is, um, Doc and Hope, actually. Tim Matheson last season gave a performance that had me and my husband like ugly crying and holding each other's hand. Like, it's just so beautiful. Um, and there was something that hit really hard about it, probably maybe extra because of the pandemic and um, the vulnerability of the added vulnerability of, of certain generations, you know, there's just um, something about it just like really hit hard. And I, yeah. I loved how dedicated Doc was to Hope. Um, that moment when he was actually going to go and try and go look for her in the middle of the hurricane, because no matter what, and I think it was Jack who tried to stop him and he was like, yeah. if it was Mel, would you go? And like, it still gives me chills. Um, yeah, I was very captivated by their love story this last season. Agreed. I asked Jenny that question, so I'm going to ask you the same, but uh, are you a team Hope or team Muriel? Oh, I'm team Hope. I love, uh, Tara who plays Muriel, she's been fantastic. And if anyone's going to, you know, tempt me, to want Doc to uh, choose choose another lady, it would be her. But no, I'm for the uh, the journey of Doc and Hope for sure.
I like that way of putting it through for the journey of Doc and Hope. I looked at it from the perspective of, you know, who is a better fit for Doc that allows Doc to be himself and who doesn't bring the drama. Uh, so that I tended to go more in the murals direction, but I like the way that you're looking at it from the journey. I definitely want to see that journey. That, I agree with you. Yeah, I think it's a good journey. I think sometimes when people sort of bump up against each other, don't fully fit, or when there's tension, they have lots more to learn from one another. And um, you could even say the same about Brie and Brady. You know, they're very un they were unlikely pair that found each other sort of by accident. They weren't expecting it. Um, so there's lots that works about them, but I think that they come from two very different walks of life and two different kind of philosophies and way of navigating the world. And so, but but in a way, they have something to gain from one another because they're not same same, you know. Very much. Um, and if there is a season four, um, is there a particular way that you're not the writer, right? So there's the <laughs> amount of control, but uh, you, you as a fan of the uh, show that you were, is there a, a direction that you would want to see that relationship going? Yeah, it's like I've thought about it. Certainly, I've wondered. Um, you probably know that in the books, Brie has a a full-on love with Mike, the Mike. detective Mike, yeah. And so a lot of the audience who's read the books, they're Team Mike, and they're sort of this Team Brady versus Team Mike because they sort of know what could be coming. I, I think what I want most for Brie is for her to be able to really trust her heart with somebody mm -hmm. and to heal from her trauma and find balance again, where this last season she found safety in the arms of like the unexpected, sort of the bad boy, not so bad as we've come to find out. But, um, you know, I want it to be able to stick. Like I wanna give her stability and consistency um, and a sense of safety again. And if that's with Brady, that would be wonderful. And if that's with someone else, then, you know, as long as she, she gets that, cause she deserves it. That's that's gonna be where I stop with that answer. <laughs> that's fine. And uh, some of the next questions I know you're not allowed to answer, but there is a lot of talk and the you know, thought process of who shot Jack. And then based on the last number of episodes in season three, you're starting to get the idea that there is something going on with Mike that he didn't uh, share. And maybe it's Mike that actually you know uh, is is to blame for Jack getting shot. So, yeah, people are saying that. Based on that alone, and not having read the books yet, uh, mm -hmm. I, I'm definitely on Team Brady. I'm not on Team Mike. You are. <laughs> so many people are Team Brady. I love it. That's great. It's, I mean, it's it's good. Yeah. Uh, listen, if if things change and Mike, uh, uh, you know, gets proven that he's a good guy, like he was shown to be until the doubts came, then maybe we'll see. But uh, for now, I'm definitely Team Brady. Love um, it. <laughs> uh, the people who uh, kind of, you know, when I posted on Instagram, uh, there was a question uh, for you that came in of, you know, you had a chance to work uh, very closely with Alex. You had a chance to work very closely with Ben, obviously, and very closely with uh, Martin. Excuse me, I forgot his name. I'm thinking uh, of, of Jack. I do it too. I do it too. Uh, what were your favorite scenes with him? Ah, um, yeah. Well, 
I really loved working with all three of them so much. Um, I really enjoyed, well, I mean, it's hard to pick a favorite. Oh, that's hard. I mean, all my scenes, I'll start with Martin. Whenever the Sheridan siblings could have like a little back and forth, especially when it was playful, like in the diner, there was some playfulness there. I really like that. I like that for him. And also we kind of have a very jovial sibling-esque vibe on set. Um, So he's good fun, really playful. And I I enjoyed moments where we could infuse our scenes with a little bit of brotherly sister, like, you know, nudging. Alex is such a wonderful actress and she's so generous. So working with her was such a gift because like in the scene where I tell her about the rape, we weren't on her coverage, we were on mine, but she was right there with me, crying with me. And I mean, that's so generous. And I don't think people realize that that can, when that that doesn't always happen when, when someone's not, it's not their coverage, they're not giving that much. She's always just like right there for me. And um, no matter whose coverage we're on, it's just really ready to load in. And she and Martin are really, really fun together because they have this established wonderful chemistry and friendship. So in the scenes where it was the three of us, we had a blast. Like that scene where they're getting ready to go to the funeral and Jack's like, I'm staying. And I'm like, please tell Jack that I'm fine. And she, we laughed a lot that day. Um, so that was great. And then as far as, uh, ben goes, who plays Brady. We also had a really good time, but my favorite scene with him was in the bar when we were playing darts. Uh, really fun fact, it didn't make it on screen because I was supposed to be a bad dart player, but Alan, I couldn't stop throwing perfect darts. I threw a bullseye on the take where I was trying to throw a bad dart. I don't want to brag. <laughs> Is that why it didn't get uh, put in? Because yeah, yeah. you Gen's character? I uh, was too good at darts. Like, what can I say? I was trying to be bad. Maybe that's the trick to darts. It's like, you just, you're trying to be bad. But no, we had a really fun time um, that day in the bar and, and doing a lot of like lead up, just playful banter that um, I enjoyed. Any chance we get to laugh on set, especially with that heavy content? Um, is a welcomed relief, and all three of those actors have such a great sense of humor. Yeah, and you've mentioned the scene again. You know, you, uh, the Bree is recovering. The uh, you know, the Jack and Mel are going to a funeral, and you guys are laughing in between takes. How how difficult is it to snap back into the heavy mode after just having laughter, and then somebody yells? Uh, you know, uh, Sometimes it's hard. Sometimes it's hard, and we don't do ourselves any service by chuckling in between. But when push comes to shove, you do it. I I used to have a problem as an actor in comedy, and I started a lot in comedy. I did a lot of comedy where I would crack myself up and break a lot. And I had shame about it. And I had a teacher once tell me, well, that just means that the comedy is working because you're making your own self laugh. So that's good. Mm -hmm. Um, And he's like, and now pretend Steven Spielberg is watching. And so I kind of weirdly, that always stuck with me. And Steven Spielberg is just like one example of a thousand great, you know, um, directors who you could think of, but you just have to quickly remind yourself, no, this is like, this is about to be seen by someone. So, yeah. yeah. 
No, that's fair. Um, and um, knowing again, you know, you've done sitcom, obviously, you know, and farm, and you've done other stuff. Um, and then I looked uh, as as I was, uh, you know, marketing this, and I was uh, trying to find your headshots. Um, I looked at so many of your headshots, and all of them are dramatic. All of them are serious. Most of them are not smiling. Most of them are really uh, in a different spectrum. And then I watched your interviews, and you're very lively, and you're smiling, and you're a uh, heart-open uh, person. I'm thinking, where are all of those headshots? Why am I not oh, seeing any of them? Alan, I need you to consult me on headshots. I'm just so bad at taking headshots. I've never liked it. Um, I've never felt photogenic. I'm not saying that for anyone to say. I just, it's just been a struggle for me. And I don't love, I'm going to admit this, I, I've never loved my smile in a photo, in a, in a headshot session at least. And so I appreciate you saying that about my energy. I've just never been able to capture it in a headshot session. I get so stiff. That's the one thing like photo shoots I'm just like a dork I suddenly forget how to hold my face how to feel natural I can't I can't maybe um again I there is okay so uh <laughs> in terms of uh people are going to hate me for this and Alex I apologize in advance because I mean this it's gonna come out wrong, and I don't mean it that way. But anticipation. Uh, uh, yeah, all all of the setup for for this, but um, you know, watching watching Alex and watching Mel, and she's a beautiful uh, human being and a uh, beautiful woman, and she's getting so many compliments. And Jack always says, "Oh my God, you're a star." And I'm looking at it, and I thought, okay, she is beautiful, but is she? that level where there are so many compliments, am I not seeing something? Am I not getting whatever? And then uh, season three, uh, uh, you know, Brie comes in. I said, okay, now I get it. And then I didn't get all of the compliments that were written into the show. I'm like, where are all the compliments for Brie? Uh, I'm <laughs> expecting compliments. I didn't get the compliments. So uh, you can be, uh, you know, maybe during the headshots, you were having a problem, but Certainly the screen is speaking all of it. That's very nice of you. And I will say this. Clearly, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. And clearly, none of us or I, I'm incapable of being objective. Because, again, just in the spirit of total transparency, mm -hmm. it's um, incredibly vulnerable just in general to be a human being. But then to be an actor. And then also to see yourself, your image and likeness um, being sort of played back at you. And I have always struggled with it. Um, you know, I've really worked hard to get myself to a place where, and I'm not there yet, but my aim is to get to a place where I'm really not, I'm not fussed or I'm just fully accepting of what I see, what I like and what I think I don't like. Because, um, I can see myself and really like spin. It's just like an awful feeling. Um, so I, and I always say this like to, to, to other fellow actors um, and I've done a little bit of teaching and I always say, well, it's none of your business what you look like. Your business is telling the truth. <laughs> Easier said than done though. Um, so I appreciate the, the kind words. Um, and Brady tells Bree she's pretty. 
but yeah and i personally think mel is or alex is is stunning but again it's like you know we're attracted to faces for different reasons and who knows the whole beauty conversation is it's like it's washing the, your hands with glue right it's subjective and it's ridiculous and uh you know i i can only imagine the comments i'm going to get through all this video Anyway, um... <laughs> no, I mean, but but that's the thing. It's like you know, for anyone who is going to comment, you're you're talking about like the types of beauty that you specifically yeah. respond to, and like mm -hmm. it's really nice to hear that you think Brie um, mm -hmm. is worthy of high compliments. That's really lovely, and I'm sure a lot of people feel the opposite, and that's just part of, or or somewhere in the middle, and it's totally fine. But that's you know, instead of whatever, you get what I'm saying. There's no, yeah. there's no shame in the conversation. Yeah, and there are a lot of uh, beautiful women on the show, and everyone deserves yeah. praise, and everyone deserves more compliments. So, writers, if you're listening or watching this, please <laughs> put in more compliments specifically to each woman on the show. Um, <laughs> That's nice. But, e equality, compliment equality for all. Well, or at least an increased amount. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, in terms of headshots, I totally get you because I have a very toothy smile. And I have a big nose, so I hated taking uh, headshots, and I don't smile often. Now on the headshots, what I usually do is this. Yeah, I feel you. So I, feel I you smile a lot. I do my, you know, I do my eyebrows. My this is my look. <laughs> That's your like quirky. Yeah, yeah so, we all have our thing. Isn't that funny? It is. Yeah. Funny. And I, you know, watching myself on screen, uh, it took a while to uh, to kind of get used to it. And then yeah. I, I got to that kind of the point of saying, you know what, you know, you're getting roles or you're going through life the way that you are, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with it. And love yourself for who you are with all of your pluses and minuses, and just let it go. Yeah, totally, totally. That's the aim. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so more more headshots to with all of this uh, you know background more headshots with you smiling because okay. let the let the light shine uh, so okay. people see you and hopefully get you into uh, more roles that are not uh, you know sad or dramatic <laughs> well thank you i i will take that advice it's a really um it's a good observation i was hoping no one would notice but you caught me yeah. Ellen. i'm so sorry <laughs> <laughs> Listen, if, if anybody wants to uh, uh, to you know find this because it's readily available on on YouTube, one of the other things that I enjoyed learning about you is uh, um, you know socks and uh, my goodness, chimes. socks and chimes. Thank you. Uh, socks and chimes. The music itself is so lovely. It is such a great oh uh, energy, and the you know both of you uh, in the videos that I saw were so lovely in uh, kind of the the smiles and the energy and kind of the way that you've uh, built up uh, some of the scenes that you were doing uh <laughs> just, it's a joy and i think that thanks. that needs to be a part of the real uh that's uh, that's where i'm going <laughs> thanks i've never felt like i'm a very good musician and our music is uh, that was 10 years ago that that mm -hmm. first is really unpolished and whimsical and sort of mythical and it's almost like kids music for adults um but that's what my connection is with ian like we really feel like um when we're together we feel like we could 
time travel and I mean we go all we're just he he there's sort of this magical chemistry between us and so we write songs that are very much reflective of our connection and our love for each other in the world and our families and our our partners and um yeah <laughs> I love that you like it thank you I do. I love the little bird. I love the little, you know, the the fun ending. It was it was very very cute. Oh, thank you. I can't believe you listened to it. I, I try to do my research before you do your research. talking to people. So, yeah. Um, I have another, you know, twenty-seven questions to ask you, which I'm not going to. But is there anything, you know, you're now you're even more in the public eye, and now people are mm -hmm. recognizing you. Now people are doing more research on you and kind of watching stuff that you've been in. Mm -hmm. uh, is there anything that people who know you well know about you that the public does not that you want to share? Well, I mean, <laughs> I, I'm sure we should ask them. I mean, sure. I, I, I think the people who really know me know like what a little, um, like a friend today who I had coffee with a friend today and she called me a sensitive little vessel. And I, I kind of loved that description, but also felt really exposed that she sort of knew that about me. And at the end of the day, I really am just a little bit of a sensitive vessel. Like, um, yeah. So I don't know, maybe, I don't know if that answers the question, but there's lots of things the public doesn't know. And, and that's probably good, <laughs> you know, uh, I love the sensitive little vessels. Uh, I always look during the interviews for what it is that I'm going to name the uh, the episode. Would Would you be offended if if that's uh, the name for the episode, or should we? Alan, go for it. Go for it. I may regret uh, it later, but go for it. We can always change it if you like. No, it's fine. It's fine. I'm a sensitive little vessel. Okay, the world's just. Well, I'll just own it. I'll own it. So so am I, and uh, my my friends know that about me, and I think that's a good thing, because the world needs us sensitive little vessels, uh, in order to uh, shepherd is the wrong term vessel. What's the term I'm looking for to help uh, guide uh, you know yeah. people to a uh, better shore? How about yeah. that? Love it, love it. You're like a little lighthouse. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. Perfect, Zibi. Thank you so much for coming on. I really enjoyed our chat. Uh, anytime you want to talk numerology or anything else, I know you need to run. I'm always open and happy to jump. I mean, I need you to explain, yeah, like the name and the number thing. Like, we're not done here. I'm dead serious. I want to know everything. Uh, you know me. I'm happy to do it. So. Okay. Well, thanks for having me. You're a delight. Thanks for being um, a sensitive little vessel with me. <laughs> uh, you and I both, and I'm sure a lot of people watching are as well. Welcome to the club. <laughs> yes, exactly. Sensitive little vessel club. That's cute. I like that. Uh, thank you to everybody for watching. Uh, we, again, we're really hopeful for season four of Virgin River. So whenever and if ever that comes out, we're all going to love it. Uh, thanks for watching. Uh, please post your comments and uh, be kind to me and my observations. And Alex, I definitely, definitely love you and think you're beautiful. Thank you, everybody. <laughs>